As you all know, we are on our week two of our uh, mission, and our title is The Mission Continues, and we look at, we're looking at the book of Romans. We're actually not jumping off to another book of the scripture, but we're looking at Romans, but we jump up some chapters as we look at Romans chapter 15, and I hope you are ready and your heart is ready to receive the word today. All right, as we jump up, make sure to open your scripture or open your app to Romans chapter 15. We'll look at verse 14 down to verse 21, right? So let me read verse 14. I myself am satisfied about you, my brothers, that you, you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge and able to instruct one another. But on some points, I have written to you very boldly by way of reminder because of the grace given me by God. To be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles in the priestly service of the gospel of God so that the offerings of the Gentile may be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In Christ Jesus then, I have reason to be proud of my work for God. Let me stop there, right? Now, as we look at this text, Okay, we get to answer, we get to now ask this question, and a lot of people are asking this question, even to me, now that I'm in victory for the longest time. They're asking, Pastor, how come there's a lot of people in the Philippines and we're doing missions outside? Now, if you remember my preaching two weeks ago, Paul was called to be a missionary not inside but outside to the Gentile world for people who don't know Jesus yet. And he said, because the Jews could not get it, the door has now been opened to the world. And now the outsiders are coming in and pray that the insiders would get it. In short, in scripture, it was telling us the insiders and outsiders, the picture that God wants is that all world, everybody, for God so love the what? The Philippines? No, no. God so loved what? The world. He wants everybody to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. No? And so they ask, why do, why do missions outside the Philippines? Because of God's heart. At first, I also, nung, nung bata pa ako, oh nga no, bakit nga? Ang dami namang Pilipinong wala pang Jesus sa buhay nila. Until I saw the fruit and the effect of the missionary work we're doing as a local church and how it has actually blessed so many people that we were able to do missions outside the Philippines. And the vision is to see every nation in our generation. That's the picture that was given to us in Revelation. That's the heart of God. Yan po ang wish ni Abba Father that every tribe, every language, every nation would come and worship him in heaven. That is God's heart. And that's why Paul wrote in Romans 15, saying that, you know, I, I love it that you guys are coming together, guiding each other, advising one another. So he says, Dear friends, don't take my rather bold and blunt language as criticism. So he was telling them, you know, I love it that you do Bible studies. I love that you do theology as a community. But I'm about to tell you something. And please, excuse my language because it's not to criticize you. It's not to criticize. 
He says, but I'm simply underlining how very much I need your help. Verse, uh, that's in verse 15. And he says, in carrying out this highly focused assignment God gave me, this priestly and gospel work of serving the spiritual needs of the non-Jewish outsiders. What was he saying? I love that you meet together and have fellowship. Hebrews 10, right? Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. So really, I thank God for our victory groups that continues to meet. I meet mine once a month, right? We fight for this, right? And, and just this week, I just had dinner with somebody from church. And we've opened our house. We're slowly getting back into, you know what? Let's meet together. And God says, I love that. Paul says, I love that. Yet, can I say something also? Because I want you to be highly focused on this assignment that God gave us. Which is what? To bring the gospel to the non-Jewish outsiders. There are so many people who don't have the presence of the church or God or the community in their community. That is where we're bringing the gospel. So I want you to be focused on that assignment so they can be presented as an acceptable offering to God made whole and holy by God's Holy Spirit. So Paul was saying we can't just be inward focused. We can't always just be about us or my growth. What's the next lesson? What is the lesson? What is the takeaway for me? All right. Parang kanta yun na. No? It can't be just inward focus. The Bible says go. Matthew 28, one of our favorite verses. If you're a member of Victory, Matthew 28, 18 and 20. Go. Go connotes going somewhere else. While doing this message, uh, I would remember every time I would tell my kids, go, I'm not telling them to come near to me. I'm telling them to go somewhere else. Every time I'm outside the house and I tell them, let's go now. It means we're not going inside, we're going outside. Let's go. Go connotes going somewhere else. And the Bible is clear. The Great Commission, it tells us, Go. Labas, right? In short, the message of God cannot be quarantined. Go connotes going somewhere else. I have this message. I need to go. I am a messenger. I need to go. And, 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 and Paul tells us, don't just keep on being inward. You've got to go with this message. It's, an, it's, not, it's, it's outward orientation. Going out to the ends of the earth and preaching the gospel. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. So to go means, don't just make disciples here, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. The call for us to go. Labas. Tara. Verse 17, in Christ Jesus, then I have reason to be proud of my work for God. So Paul was saying, you know, if there's somebody who got this, I got it. I'm bringing this gospel 
to the Gentile world. For I will not venture to speak anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring, to the, Gen- to bring the Gentiles to obedience. But he says, you know what? I'm not here to boast about my work. In fact, I, I won't mention the work I've been doing. I will venture to speak of anything except what Christ. It's not my work. It's what Christ has done. And that's why I'm going. Did, did you see the picture? Paul was not bragging on, look at me, I'm going out. No, he was saying, look at what Christ did, let's go. To bring the Gentiles to obedience so that the Gentiles might, might get to know Jesus. How? He says, by word and deed. Right? When we share Jesus, or what we call we evangelize, or we do missions, what do we mean? As a church, that means we inch people closer to Jesus. Maybe your friend is here, Jesus is there. I inch them closer to Jesus by having fellowship with them, by respecting them, by listening to them, by treating them out, by showing them the love of God. What am I doing? I'm inching them closer to Jesus. We have had so many of our members do a lot of relief work and effort during the COVID pandemic, risking their lives. What are they doing? That in their very own barangay, they're inching people closer to Jesus. Here's a bread that we baked. Here are food and donations that we want to give to you, not just one time, but every week. Remember our face. We are the people of God. And the people see that and they're inch closer to Jesus. And that's the goal. Our goal is to inch people closer to Jesus. The goal of our missionaries is to go to different nations of the world. People who have not heard the name Jesus. People who think that Jesus is just a, it's like a fairy tale. These are the people that our missionaries are encountering and their goal is to inch people closer to Jesus. The same way that we are doing with our neighbors, our loved ones, and our friends. And how do we inch them closer? Number one, by preaching the word and how we use words daily. By word. It means I preach using the word of God. I point people to Jesus. Okay? I preach the word. I share to them what it means to follow Jesus. I was just having a conversation with, with a Korean. And he was asking, how do I get to heaven? And so I explained to him by opening the word of God and saying, here's the bad news. Here's the good news. And I preach the gospel to him. Yet at the same time, I don't only use the word of God, I use my words to inch people closer to Jesus. How? By not being judgmental, by being loving, by being respectful. We preach with our words. Sa Tagalog, kamusta ka? Kamusta? Paano ka magsalita sa tao? Rude ka ba? Lagi ka bang galit? Defensive ka ba? Religious ba yung tone mo? Condemning ka ba palagi? Because how you use your words can affect if people will be inch closer to Jesus or not. It's different when you say, 
brother, you know, as, as I point the scripture to you, could you see that we all need Jesus? Now, imagine this. Same words. Brother, pinakita ko na sa scripture, makasalanan ka, kailangan mo talaga si Lord. Same words, same idea. Different way of using the word, right? So sometimes, because of some bad examples of people of faith who choke people with the word, they say, no, 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 I don't want the word of God. And that's why Paul tells us, we've got to preach the word with our words. Not just through opening the scripture and pointing them to the doctrines of the faith, but even with the tone that we use on a daily basis. How many of you, when people know you, they would say, they know you go to church, but then when you talk about the faith, they don't want anymore. Because they know, oh, that's the guy who loves to curse. He says he's a Christian, but he uses his words unwisely. Or how many of you, when you mention Jesus, people listen because they see how gentle you are with your words, how loving you are with your words, how encouraged people are when, you're, when you open your mouth, that your words are life to people. Inch them closer by preaching the word and using the words that come out of our mouth daily. Second, by preaching with our deeds and action. We don't only proclaim the word, we demonstrate the word. Okay? I don't just preach it, I demonstrate it. I just don't preach it in a gentle, respectful tone, but I also do it in my action. So many injustices in the world today. Right? But when with our action, they would see now I can connect the dot between his proclamation and demonstration of the word of God. I'll tell you a story. Uh, we were in a 10 days mission to Kazakhstan and there was this guy. His name was Asip. And he goes with us almost every night. And why is this guy going with us? Right? And, and so I was talking with, with him and we would have Great conversations that would last for an hour, two hours. And until nighttime, 10, 10, 30, 11, he's with us. Oh, what's up with this guy? Right? And then later on during the week, I got to learn, he says, he tells me, you know, your missionary, Chris, is like a father to me. Now, Chris is not old. Okay? I'm actually older than Chris, though he looks older than me. No, joke lang, okay. But it's a, he's like a father to me for, for me. No, no, no. He's a father of a four-year-old. He's not a father of a teenager. He's not even a teenager. He's in his mid-twenties or early twenties. You're brothers. You're not fathers. But then, you're not father and son. But then he tells me he's like a father. What happened? How could this guy who is born and raised Muslim follow somebody who in terms of doctrine of faith would not go eye to eye with what he has known for his entire life. 
Yet because of Chris' action and deed towards his son, wife, and asset, he followed Jesus, invites his friends to church, fellowships, and is now a brother in Christ. You inch them closer by your deeds and your actions. Dapat may evidence of the faith that we profess through our word. I put the nation of Macau there, but I want you to watch our 5 p.m. service later with Pastor Francis because the story we're going to talk about Macau, he actually knows it better because he was involved in that story. Ayan binida kita, Pastor Francis. Verse 19, by the power of signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and all the way around to Ilikrum, I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We inch people closer by preaching with signs and wonders. Church, family, we cannot let go of this very beautiful gift God has given us that we can actually preach accompanied by signs and wonders. That's a gift God has given the church. That I could pray for the sick and believe for healing. I just received, early on, we were praying for somebody, a member of our church, who dearly loves the Lord, loves the poor, serves with us, one of our active leaders. This year, she had cancer. And we thought, that God was going to take her away. We prayed, we believed God. We never knew that God has some other plans. God started healing her and healing her and healing her. And just today, I, I, I texted and I said, how's your mom? And she said, you wouldn't believe it. The injuries that she had because of cancer, totally healed. We don't know how it happened. Just supernatural. She's, she's okay, and we're believing God that she'll be cancer-free. You see, stories like that, once you tell it to somebody else, and there's evidence of the healing transformation of God, it opens doors for the gospel to be preached. I have friends missionary friends who has used the gift of prophecy, the gift of healing, the gift of wisdom to bring about the opening of the gospel to a group of people. Signs and wonders. We inch people closer with signs and wonders. Continue to pray. I encourage you, continue to pray for family, friends who might be sick. Call them up. Drive out whatever sickness and disease in the name of Jesus. Take authority. Preach with signs and wonders. And thus I make it my ambition to preach the gospel. Not where Christ has already been named. Lest I build on someone else's foundation. Paul was saying, again, there's so many Christians already in the world. Let's not go and start another Bible study among Christians. Let's go where Christ has not yet been preached. And this is what I love about our missionaries. We're not going to people 
who are already Christians, who are going to people who don't know Jesus. And I've seen that in action with all the mission trips that I've been to. Let's not build on someone else's foundation. But as it is written, those who have never been told of him will see and those who have never heard will what? Understand. As we are obedient to the call, the Bible says, as we preach and inch them closer by word, by deed, by signs and wonders, those who have never been told will see and those who have never heard will understand. I want to end with this verse. This was a verse that Pastor Timothy shared in our business summit. It was a group of thousands of entrepreneurs and businessmen all across Metro Manila of our victory churches. And he said he, has, he, was, he was meditating on this verse because this verse means so much to him now. And as he was sharing, you know, it kind of ministered to me of what our missionaries are doing. In Matthew 16, 26, it says, For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? What shall a man give in return for his soul? This verse is telling us the soul of man is far more valuable than the profit you can gain from the whole world. Right? That the soul of a person is far more valuable than Ferraris and, and cars or whatever collectibles that you have. One soul. One soul. You know what our missionaries are doing and what every missionary-minded person is doing every time they reach out? What they're saying is, and I've got close friends who are missionaries, Dong Tangkos, Boo and Laika, the Buena Seda Cruz, Sila Joe, the Mangos, Right? These guys are dear friends. These are people I've worked with, I've shared life with. And when they said, we believe that God is calling us to go to another nation. You know, at first I could not comprehend because we're friends. Why are you leaving me for another nation? What will it profit if a man gains the whole world? but loses a soul. Our missionaries, real talk lang guys, nag-uproot mga yan. All of them, three families that we've sent out personally from Green Hills have good lives here. They don't need to move. Economically, it doesn't make sense. Friendship-wise, it doesn't make sense. In almost every angle, it doesn't make sense until Matthew 16, 26 is plastered on our soul and we get to see that when they uproot, they're saying, whatever riches I have, whatever career I have here, whatever relationships I built here, all of this is nothing compared to being a missionary in another nation, a soul getting saved. A Macanese getting saved. A 
person from Kazakhstan getting saved, a person from Canberra getting saved. All the sacrifices we made, worth it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? That's how valuable every soul is. And if you are given an opportunity to preach the gospel, take that opportunity every time. Drop everything and preach the gospel. Let us be missionaries. As I end, I've been in close contact with our missionaries and, and really, saludo. Just, you know, I truly believe that they made though a hard decision, a right decision, to uproot all, everything in their lives, to move to another nation. Because God has called them to be ministers in a foreign land. And as a local church, we have our responsibility to fully support the people that we've sent. We've got missionaries in Macau, Pastor Gio, uh, and Marielle, Fosti, and Anna. We, we've got from Kazakhstan, the Christian and I, Bu and Laika, Rose, from Canberra. We have the Joe and Bing and the entire family. All of them sacrificing. And I know we don't think of them every day. We don't wake up thinking about our missionaries. But I want us to take this time to really pray for them. Not only pray for them, but I want to challenge you. We always say three things. Pray, give, go. Okay? We want you to pray for them. Set a time every week to pray for our missionaries. Next is go, which you cannot. Because it's lockdown. <laughs> you can't go. Right? So the third option is to give. Let us support our missionaries. Message them. Ask them. You need any help? You need financial support now? Anything I can do? Right? Let's bless our missionaries. We've got a link down below. If you want to be part, to be a partner of our world missions, or you want to partner with our missionaries, get that link below, click on that after the service, and we'll be glad, really, to assist you in making sure that our missionaries are supported in every way because of the work that they have been doing. Let's bow down our heads and let's pray for our missionaries. Lord, thank you so much. Because of the work that is being done in the nations of the world, Lord, from Macau, from Kazakhstan, Canberra, Lord, even other nations, Pakistan, and all these Middle Eastern nations, the Emirates, God, the East Asia, Lord, thank you for all the missionaries that are being sent out. We know it's not an easy task. But Lord, you have given them the grace. And so we pray that every local church would be so strong in supporting their missionaries. Lord, na hindi kami bibita, we will not let go of that rope. We will hold the ropes for our missionaries. Because truly, they are heroes. Even though sometimes we don't think about them. But every day they wake up in a foreign land with no friends or with new friends trying to fulfill the purposes of God. So bless them. 
shower them with your grace and your love. Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Again, if you want to support our missions, you can click the link below. If you want to support our missionaries, go to everynation.org and there's a link there on how to support our missionaries. Would love for you to take action today and say, let me be that person who will support them. Maybe it's through prayer. If you don't have the money, pray for them. Super ma-appreciate nila yan. Alright? So God bless you guys. Let us be missionaries even in our own nation. God has called us to go out and preach the gospel. God bless you and see you in our next church online. Miss you.